All right. So, yeah, we got Richard Arsenal on today. And uh, how you doing, Richard? Thanks for taking the time out and doing this with me, man. Yeah, no problem. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. So now just tell us like a, a little bit about yourself and, uh, you know, where you're from. Cool. So, yeah, my name is Richard and I'm from Prince Edward Island, Canada, uh, way on the East Coast. And okay. Yeah, I've uh, been born and raised here and traveled a little bit through Canada. I worked in Alberta for about 12 years, and just this August, I decided to give it up and try to pursue something different. Wow. Yeah. And so um, what did you end up trying to pursue that's a little different? Well, you know, what you uh, what's that? What did you end up finding? Oh, well, basically... Uh, I wanted to just come out here and maybe try to find, uh, do some, try to find something uh, online and try to make my income online. Um, gotcha. I found, I found a job out here temporarily. And uh, basically after going vegan and stuff, it's kind of, I just want to get out there a little more and uh, yeah. try to help people out. And, you know, I, kinda, I have some people, what's that? kind of share some information yeah totally totally for sure because uh it's it's very helpful and there's uh, quite a few people that reach out here and there and ask for suggestions and help and stuff like that so but uh other than that i'm uh i'm basically getting ready to move to ontario and uh try something different anyways gonna go volunteer at a wildlife sanctuary and just hang out for the summer. I got the Canada Fruit Fest and the Woodstock Fruit Fest. So I'm pretty pumped and I'm just going to uh, go with the flow and see where it takes me. I love it, man. So you're going to be attending both those Fruit Fests this summer? Yeah, for sure. Right on, man. We'll be there too. I can't wait to hang out in the flesh. Yeah, totally. So it sounds like you got a pretty good adventure going on. Yeah, switching it up from, you're saying you're uh, St. Albert? What's Where are you at? You oh, said it's called in, uh, Prince Edward Island. It's... Oh, Prince Edward Island. I don't know why I said St. Albert. <laughs> <laughs> Prince Edward Island, and you're thinking about moving to Ontario. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I met my girlfriend a while back, and she's from Ontario, and she was going to university here, but it was too much of a long course, and for like eight years, she didn't really want to uh, – it wasn't really going into specifically in what she wanted to do. It was a little bit more wildlife is what she wants to concentrate on. So she's uh, decided to take a different course in Ontario, which is a little bit shorter and more specific on what she wants. And I was selling my house here in PEI. So I figured, well, you know, it's what better time to, to move and go try something else uh, somewhere else. Yeah. Right on, man. And, and now, is she vegan? Yeah, yeah. She's actually been vegan for quite a few years now. I think over six years. Okay. Now, so, and how long have you been vegan? I've been vegan two years, uh, January 15th. Nice, bro. So, she she was kind of, uh, you know, maybe a, a one of the inspirations to kind of make you go think different? 
Actually, I me and my ex went went uh, vegan together, and then we broke up, and then that's I, I uh, met her afterwards, and yeah, she was already she was already a veteran vegan to me, anyways. <laughs> yeah, right. So, what made you want to? Uh, so you let me get this straight. You and your ex girlfriend were vegan together for a minute. Yeah, yeah, we were li- we were together for uh, about three years almost four years and then I had started going to the gym quite a bit and uh that's when I you know started taking the the whey protein and all that you know not like not heavily like some people do but you know just a normal shake every day or something like that and she ended up watching the documentary food choices on Netflix and, okay. Yeah, and it talks about uh, protein consumption and stuff like that in the documentary. And she was kind of concerned about the amount of protein I was taking, and and uh, she actually had heard about veganism and was kind of looking into it from uh, Elise. Um, okay. Yeah, and then she ended up watching the documentary and told me to watch it because it talked about the protein. So. One night, yeah. I sat down and, and watched it, and right at the end of the documentary, I looked at her, and I'm like, well, I guess I guess we're going vegan. <laughs> yeah, wow, and that's called Food Choices. Yeah, Food Choices on Netflix, yeah. Yeah, man, I want to link that in, because we need to have people watch that. That's a good one. Yeah, man. So, basically, that's kind of what just got the gears turning for you upstairs. It made more sense after you watched that one documentary. Yeah, pretty much. I... I never really thought about veganism or anything like I might have heard about it, but I just really never gave it some thought or never really looked into it. I have an uh, an aunt that's vegetarian, but that even like I knew what vegetarian was. I just never looked into it or really thought about it until I watched a documentary and it was just it. It just basically flicked the switch for me. It was just common sense that there was just no point of uh, consuming animals. And, yeah, I just wanted to go vegan right away. That is awesome, man. So that was a little over two years ago when you watched that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And that, was with, that was with your ex-girlfriend? Yeah, yeah. And we, yeah, we both went vegan. And she, she's still vegan for sure. She, she'll definitely yeah. go back. So then you're doing your thing. You're, you're vegan. And, um, and so I, I'm sorry. I'm like, I was getting mixed up with the two girls. You had the, the, the <laughs> ex girlfriend that you went vegan with. Right. But then you guys split and then you're living in, uh, yeah. Prince. Yeah. I was living in my house and stuff. And, uh, and we have, we had, I came home and I wanted to start a group for uh, the AV for Anonymous for the Voiceless. Okay. So, so I did that and I started hanging around town, uh, Charlottetown, the capital of PEI is about an hour away from my place. And there is a lot more going on there and a lot more activists and, and vegans and stuff. So I started hanging around there and um, I met a few cool people uh, that were that was traveling I came to PEI to um, with uh, vegan outreach. And so I went and helped out and handed some pamphlets and, and stuff like that for, for a week. And yeah, I just did a bunch of activist stuff. And then we started a group 
um, had a little meeting there. And yeah, after that, that's where I met my uh, girlfriend now. And yeah, we basically uh, just had a few groups, but unfortunately now that I'm moving, I'm, I'm handing over the, the anonymous for the voiceless group to uh, another activist in Charlottetown there. So hopefully, yeah. hopefully they can keep going with that. I didn't want to give it up, but of course, if I'm moving, I kind of have no choice. And yeah, yeah, yeah man. So, but you're moving, so you'll be closer to your girl. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. We're gonna yeah. start something in Ontario. It should be fun. I love it. That's excellent, man. So you met her at the uh, like one of these activists, you know, gatherings. The anonymous for the voiceless. Is that where you guys met? Uh, it wasn't at the anonymous. It was just another activist uh, group. There was a big meeting, and uh, from there she had started a uh, Instagram group. It was um, Compassionate Islanders uh, for Animals, and yeah, she started that group. And we just kind of got together. We had uh, some people, and we do events, protests, and stuff for protests in front of a store. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we try to just organize some things uh, just to get the uh, people, you know, doing some Spread activism it. around around town and stuff. Because it, it's very, it's not popular here. I feel like uh, Prince Edward Island is very uh, uh, back compared to other provinces. So, I see. yeah, yep. there's no activist group or anything like that. So it was nice to get that started. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, like you guys are the radicals there, huh? <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, that's so cool, man. And so you think it's much easier to have a girl or a partner, you know, that is that believes the same thing? I mean, imagine, you know, say there's individuals out there who watch that movie, uh, Food Choices, and they really get inspired, but their partner doesn't even want to look at it, right? And then they never even consider but then the, you know say you continue on being vegan you think it's easier having a girl or a partner that thinks the same oh hands down for sure yeah like i mean if you're already with somebody i'm sure it can and work out um like i mean it, it can still be tough because you know the change that i made like that mindset and perspective uh changed so quickly after watching that documentary and, yeah. you know, it was maybe more on the health side right off the bat, but it didn't take much more than one more documentary or a few videos. And then I was like, yeah, there's just no point of why are we killing animals, right, for food. Yeah. And, yeah, that mindset and that perspective change can be so strong that when your partner wouldn't agree with it or wouldn't want to look into it, it, it I can see it being very tough, so... So yeah, yeah, for sure, I'm uh, I'm thankful that she's uh, different, definitely uh, like-minded. Yeah, and th I would imagine the same being in anything that's you know something as strong. Your it's a belief that's so strong. It's a lifestyle. Like if you are you know saturated in your religion, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, it'd be hard to be with someone who isn't practicing the same religion and and you know you've probably heard people say veganism is like a religion or it's even a cult right yeah, sure. how do you feel about that like uh when you hear that it's a cult and it's um being brought up to, like new world order to make people sick and unhealthy yeah yeah well i mean 
I can see why some people might call it a cult or religion because, I mean, there's a lot out there. There's a lot of people doing all sorts of different activism. But, I mean, the people that would call it a religion or a cult, I feel like they just maybe don't know enough or they don't maybe fully understand it. And coming from certain activists or certain ways of... uh, of promoting this lifestyle can seem aggressive and, you know, yeah. a lot of people angry and, and, you know, um, people commenting on, on things and it, it's, you know, of course people are going to feel attacked and stuff. So, you know, I can see why some people would call it a culture religion, but, but really if, if one understands it properly and, and sees it the way we do, it's, it's not, not even near that really. Yeah. Not at all. No. So now, you didn't, like you said, you kind of got into it more for health, but you didn't have any ailments or things that you were battling um, when you went into becoming vegan? No, no, not really. I, uh, I've always been pretty health conscious, like try to eat as healthy as I can. And, yeah. Um, and yeah, as soon as I seen that uh, documentary, there was just so much um health strong evidence that it just felt like a no-brainer to be doing that it just felt like it was okay yeah. well, this diet is definitely way healthier like not consuming animals so so it's um, pretty amazing. what one documentary well put together can do to our psyche or our consciousness sure. totally for sure but of course that being one of the you know three dozen that are out there now that are all you know hitting on great points in their own way it is it's it becomes kind of a no-brainer thing whether you're fighting a disease or you're just wanting to maybe live a little healthier for sure getting more fruits and vegetables into our life is yeah we know what's up i mean since we were kids right eat more fruit eat more vegetables yeah you're hungry have some fruit you know what's that you know, like I remember my mom saying, if you're hungry, have some fruit. Oh, you're hungry? Yeah. And I'm like, nah, I'm not hungry. <laughs> you know? Yeah. No, for sure. No. The addiction of the other foods that we have readily available is so overpowering sometimes. Yeah. No, we, we know what's, what healthy foods are. And yeah, you know, we know a lot of people know that what they should eat, but they don't do it. But I mean, that's... That's yeah, is the way that's the way it is. But I mean, it's 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 common sense what the healthy foods are. It's just I guess it's that misconception that a lot of people have that oh well we can't just survive on just those super healthy foods. You know, we yeah. need some other things. But people still consider you know chicken or something like that healthy. But right, you know, they may not right. have heard of all the studies and all the, you know, the evidence out there and they might, yeah. they might've heard of it, but they just don't believe it. I guess it's, it's just how, how your, your mind is set to on it. Yeah. Now, so there's several different types of um, ways to live, you know, several different ways to live this lifestyle being vegan. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got the, the junk food vegans, you've got the health conscious vegans, you got the whole food vegans, that are absolutely no oil, very, you know, little cooked foods, more mm-hmm. raw. Then you've got the full on 
raw food vegans and then you've got the fruitarians yeah where, where do you see all of these uh facets and you know where are you where do you fall into this to, to those categories well i'll go back a bit like um last year before the canada fruit fest in august um well i, had, I was out west working and at the start of 2018 i started just kind of naturally incorporating more fruits in my diet and yeah. it kind of that's where i heard about the canada fruit fest and i was like this sounds awesome i want to go so i booked what, 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 what was your diet like before that what was that what was the diet what was your diet like before you started in, you know incorporating more fruits and getting ready for the fruit festival um it was it wasn't really like junk food like i you know have a little bit of chocolate here and there, maybe a bag of chips. It was like, I, I usually try to stay away from junk food, but like you still gotcha. have it. And, and I eat, yeah. I eat some, some of the meat alternatives and stuff, vegan burgers and, and whatnot. Okay. But uh, yeah. I wasn't like super junk foodie. Like I knew obviously that I have to still eat lots of fruits and vegetables, but you know, you're, yeah. you're, you're normal, normal, um, vegan diet i i guess maybe not necessarily yeah. whole whole foods but yeah uh, yeah and then eventually, like i said yeah just more fruits until i went to the fruit festival and um after and the fruit was- festival it just basically opened my mind and i was like okay well you know I'll, just seeing these people do it and and you know like even ted Carr, like you know, and, and everybody else that was there that's that are fully raw, I was like, okay, well, they're doing it. They're living healthy. They're in awesome shape. They're always, yeah. you know, running or doing exercise and stuff. And so it, I think it planted a seed. It wasn't something I was like, yeah, I want to jump into right away, you know? So, gotcha. Yeah. So you, didn't drink, you didn't drink the punch, so to speak, huh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It didn't hit me but too, too hard. Yeah, you were seeing, though, that, wow, okay, this is a way of life. Yeah, totally. And it's, it was attractive to me. Like, I was like, okay, it seems, like, simpler, like, less cooking and all this stuff. And it just made so yeah. much sense that eating raw foods, you know, they're, they're living foods. They're not, they haven't been cooked. And we all know when we cook foods, it, it alters with its nutrients a bit. And, you know, I'm sure... Yeah foods out there that when you cook it you might absorb more like vitamin a or something but right. it, it still you know takes away the the living part of this um when right. you cook it so now so uh did you go say raw after the fruit fest then no i basically went back to kind of eating the same i definitely did incorporate lots more fruits i do like more fruits in the morning and throughout halfway through the day and stuff and you know the guys that work were like holy jesus guys just like bring in these massive water fruits um throughout the day especially in the morning starting with fruits and yeah around christmas is when i was kind of like hey i really want to try this raw lifestyle and you know it seemed like maybe it was going to be a bit challenging and stuff, but as I just incorporated more and more raw foods, it just kind of became easier and easier. And now I pretty much eat all raw. Like there's a few little odd things like cashews and stuff like that. 
yeah nutritional yeast like kind of like what you guys mentioned there um because you feel better you want to just kind of stick eating that way yeah i just see i just see it as the way that we should be eating i feel like we shouldn't have to cook our foods we got plenty of fruits and vegetables nuts and seeds and um it just yeah it does feel better eating it in its raw form and I do feel lighter, that's for sure. You know, I, I don't get dragged down by food, by heavy foods. And yeah. it just digests way better. And I, I don't know if I noticed uh, a difference in, like, you know, my bowel movements. But it, they're definitely, of course, high fruits. They, it just comes yeah. right out. <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. So, uh what about having like cooked foods uh, once in a while? Where do you fall on that kind of spectrum in your mindset? Um, like I still do the odd time. Like I went to my parents and had a cooked meal there. Yeah. Course, she, my mom will still cook vegan and stuff when I come over. Nice. Which is, which is awesome. Yeah. And she definitely wants to incorporate more vegan foods. Yeah. And, um. Because you've been trying, you've been trying to share the word with them too a little bit. Because seems like there can be certain generation gaps where they just they don't really have much knowledge there, you know, um, knowing much about it. Yeah, no, for sure. Like, yeah, I've I've told them as much as I can, and you know, tried to get them to watch things. But I mean, my mom's definitely on board, and it's just you know, my dad's you know been eating the same way his whole life and you kind of right you know it's less motivation to change in a way but yeah I mean, he's not the one cooking so <laughs> right right so he's gonna get served up what your mom's got i love it yeah yeah i was telling my mom i was like well just cook what you want cook vegan if you want he's gonna yeah. have to accept it. <laughs> right yeah. so now what do you uh what do you picture about um these you know, YouTubers, because I know you kind of get on YouTube and you're in the social media world a bit more than say you're, you know, um, some of the old schoolers, you know, I mean, whatever, like I know that, you know, my dad, he, you know, he doesn't know anything that's going on and even in the, yeah. the world that he likes to tap into. But so with these individuals that are going back that were vegan or even raw vegan, and they're doing their thing and they're like, you know what? I'm like feeling like crap. You know how the story goes, right? They go back to eating fish and eggs. It seems like that's kind of their gateway. Um, yeah. As well as, um, you know, you're feeling about that as well as how the raw food lifestyle is getting looped in with these individuals that go ex vegan. You know, I'm, all, I'm almost hearing this kind of common theme that it's like a fringe um, diet that they're doing, they're fasting, they're doing the Roth diet. Um, cause I know personally the guy that made me make the switch in my mind was 86 years old and he'd been raw <laughs> 42 years. I yeah. met him on the ski resort, you know, mountain, we were riding up the lift and this guy was, he reversed his colorectal cancer at 44 and he's mm-hmm. been raw foodie for 42 years and he doesn't do any of the Facebook and any of that kind of stuff. So when I look at someone like him, or say Karen Calabrese, you know, these individuals that are, that are in their 70s, been 40 plus year raw. I get a little like, you know, thinking like, what do these people know? You know, I mean, how do they how, how are they calling it a fringe diet? But I know that there are certain ways to do things to where 
it works out. So those are, yeah, like two questions for you, you know, where do you see, you know, these individuals going backwards as well as, you know, the raw food lifestyle getting looped into the bad rap? Yeah. Well, see, I think, yeah, it does kind of suck that, you know, people are, are going backwards. Um, I, I personally think that these people seem like they had the same thing going, like they were just bouncing around, trying all sorts of crazy things. Like you said, water fasting for days and like yeah, and, yeah. yeah drinking their own pee one of them and yeah uh just different you know moving around like that i I just feel like it's it's not the best like um you they weren't really like fully raw like constantly for a good period of time like you said they're just trying all sorts of things so i feel like um that could affect your body to a certain degree and Of course, everybody's body is different and react differently. So somebody could just bounce around and it could affect their health and they get some sort of illness. And then somebody could do the same, but it wouldn't affect them. So it does have to do with a little bit of uh, of how your body reacts to things. But yeah, I feel like they weren't really uh, solid on, on one uh, specific uh, type of diet. Yeah. And, you know, changing around and me, maybe even moving around uh, different places, eating different foods and stuff. But yeah, I, I feel like I don't know why the the raw vegan diet would get looped into there, because to me, I don't see any reason for it. Like like you said, that guy that you met at the ski hill is perfect proof. Like, you know, he probably yeah. was fasting for water fasting for 40 some days and doing all these crazy things that no. you know passing around social media so um you know he's probably been sticking with something pretty solid for for all those yeah. years same for karen like she's doing amazing and it to me that's that's enough proof it only takes a couple people to see how they're living and they're yeah. you know they're much older than us and they're living super healthy, looking really young. So, so to me, that's enough proof there that yeah, it's working and, and it can work. You know, it's interesting how I fully agree with you. Like, uh, it's uh, it's just wild how there's. It's almost like you have to play on one field or the other, though, right? Like you can't mm-hmm. say start your morning out with eating a whole melon. And then have a big, you know, delicious, you know, smoothie for a snack and then a green, you know, smoothie for lunch or a big salad and then eat some, you know, cheesy, meaty lasagna that's all vegan, say, for dinner with, you know, yeah. a bunch of, you know, uh, garlic buttered bread. <laughs> yeah. No, for sure. I agree. I think that. You know, like maybe the transition part, if you're transitioning to raw, like, of course, you're going to have a little bit more raw foods and stuff. But I feel like you want to kind of stay on that and not just like mix it in too much because then it it tends to like make you end up, oh, well, you know, maybe you'll have that lasagna and there's like oil in it or or whatever. It might still be vegan, but but yeah. Like you're, you know, you're feeding your body with these living foods, but then all of a sudden you're throwing some cooked 
maybe yeah. not as healthy stuff on top of it. So, yeah. And there's a lot going on in the gut and they, you know, mm-hmm. the, the which is there where within 10 hours you can basically flip the switch on your gut flora, you know, which, which soldiers are going to be called in to battle to break it down. And yeah, yeah, when we're delving in all the spectrums within one day and taking pictures and, and sharing our whole journey that way, and then wonder why we might be feeling funky. It's because, yeah, like it's a, it's either one or the other (laughs) kind of thing. Sure. Totally. Well, I, I honestly have a lot of hope for these people that went back to eating meat. Um, I feel like I agree. I have, I feel like they'll come back. Like I mean, they, yeah. they didn't just give I kind it up of for nothing. You know? I think part of me thinks, how awesome would it be if they did what they did to be able to um, raise the eyebrow to the keto and paleo crowd and the you know uh, the car- carnivore crowd and. Yeah draw a bunch of attention and then within a year after they've gathered up a bunch of those guys, you know, um, they go, you know what, actually I did feel so much better on a vegan diet. I'm going back to vegan diet. And then maybe it kind of helps awaken some, you know, that's just my fantasy. Like I, I I wish that that would be the case. (laughs) Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, for sure. Like, um, I just, I just feel like it's too much, but it, it is a weird, um, the way it ha- happened, like with a couple, two, three, uh, I think it might have been even four people almost in a row there. Yeah. Like, I don't I mean, know. With it, two weeks or three weeks, it almost seemed like. Yeah. I just feel like they almost, well, of course, they know each other and they probably just kind of teamed up or something. I don't know what, what went on there. It just doesn't make sense that it's all together. It's almost like. Yeah. But with the research out there, the documentaries out there, there's no denying that the science oh, yeah. you know we're messing ourselves up our bodies with mm-hmm. our, you know with where we are medically you know our obesity rates our different disease rates we're messing up the environment and we're slaughtering we're, we're force breeding and slaughtering just massive scale which all of mm-hmm. that seems kind of perverse in a lot of ways oh yeah it's <laughs> It doesn't make, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Like I was explaining to a buddy at work today how, you know, if you look at how much money people are making on like rodeos and stuff like that, like the Calgary Stampede. Yeah. It's basically just a huge festival of animal cruelty. Yeah. No, it doesn't make sense. You put a dog in the ring and, you know, chase it around and throw a rope around its neck and you know, pull on it so it flies up in the air on its back and tie its legs together. That doesn't make any sense. You know, people would go crazy. Right. And you'd go to jail for a dog, but why is it fine for a cow or a sheep or whatever, you know? Ah, it's so ridiculous. We're actually, we have a, a rodeo um, coming to town here not too long from now. And um, there's going to be a protest there. And I, I never really wanted to get into the protest mindset, right? Cause it's a different yeah. energy. You have a different energy that you're presenting to people. You have, you're bringing up different feelings and emotions when you talk to people about whatever you're trying to present, whether it be mm-hmm. eat more whole, fresh, ripe, fresh, you know, food, uh, fruits and vegetables, or, you know, stop hurting animals, or this is what we're doing to our environment. Each one of those three major specters is a different 
voice that you have. And when you're an activist, you're almost drawing into your realm, your, your universe, so to speak, your world, um, some really defensive and downright hateful energy trying to protect their mindset, which, you know, I've got friends that are like, I am a vet. And they do not feel the pain that you think they have that rope around their neck and we pull them, you know, I've been going to rodeos my whole life and they don't feel the pain. They stand up for these beliefs. And you're like, how do you know though? I mean, are you, (laughs) you're not getting your, a rope wrapped around your neck. I mean, how could that be fun for the animal at all? Right. It's all just purely entertainment purposes. Oh yeah, no, for sure. It's I, I find it the most ridiculous part of it. Like you know, pushing eating animals aside, like that is just the most insane thing. Is is rodeos like because it's just I don't know. There's what other uh, form of like it's just such cruelty to animals right in front of her eyes like that. It's not even hidden. And I should say that. They're against dog fights or, you know, say cock fights like roosters. Yeah. Um, they would definitely protest and be against that because one dies, right? Yeah. But he's all, my one friend is like, these cattle are treated better than the cowboys. They have so much amazing care. There's doctors and vets right there. So if something happens, they get the best care. <laughs> They'd get the best care on a farm where they didn't need to go through that and risk a chance of getting hurt. <laughs> it's such yeah. a twisted mindset because of the the lenses that we're seeing our world through. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, there's going to yeah. be individuals that always see through a different lens. Did you ever hunt or fish? No, like I, I went fishing maybe twice in my life when I was younger. Yeah. But never was something I really did. I remember at one point, you know, when I was out West in Alberta working and stuff and, you know, I had some friends that hunt and stuff like that. And I was uh, always curious to be like, you know, it'd be kind of cool to go hunting deer or something one day, but I never got the chance to do it. And I'm glad. I <laughs> and the concepts and mindset that you had when you were thinking it would be cool to go out and do that was, um, was it more the standpoint of, you know, just being able to um, have that skill if you needed to, to survive um, or provide f- food for yourself and your family in the winter time? You know, I mean, kind of what, what's your idea of how hunting can be somewhat appealing and even, you know, like romanticized in a lot of ways, um, what's really manly? Yeah, totally. I well, yeah, I agree about the the manly thing. It is, you know, even though I I see quite a few women out there hunting, right? But you know, which to me is, you know, it's like holy, sh-, you know, usually they're a little bit more compassionate than than men are on that you see. But but yeah, it's I guess it's it's a manly thing, and it was just so normal. It, it wasn't maybe necessarily for me. Was thinking oh. So that I have the skill in case I need to, because I never really felt like I ever will need to hunt for food ever because of the society we live in. But 
it was just a thing that was normal and other people did it and you know kind of, you, you like guns so you figured out oh, it'd be cool to go hunting just the whole like hunting part without thinking of like how the animal feels about it and killing the animal like the, the actual killing part and everything it was just you know let's go hunt and like you know sneak and you know it's it's that whole that whole part there i got a lot of um friends that still hunt and fish and where I live, you know, I live in a town that there's not even 2,500 people in. But of course, it's, you know, there's several other cities around us. Like uh, Medford is the biggest city. It's got about um, 40 to 60,000, somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but still pretty small. So the mindset that they have is, Nate, when stuff goes down and your society crashes and there's no stores, we'll feed you. You know, that's, that's their mindset, you know, is, uh, you know, having that skill set to be able to fend for yourself. Plus, you know, living where we live, we live, you know, it's very rural, you know, we have rivers, lakes, you know, mm-hmm. there's bear, you know, and the mindset of being able to take care of yourself when, you know, if and when society collapses, um, say depression, that kind of thing where, I mean, if we think about it, if the trucks stop running, right, our stores are going to be empty within two days. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So where's your thought process on on that as well as say like, what do you picture, you know, what would you like to see, you know, the future to be a vegan? Yeah. Well, I mean, like you said, the guy that says, you know, well, we'll feed you when everything crashes. Well, you can still have those skills, but you really don't need to use them right now. Like, okay, sure, you have the skills, but you don't need to keep doing it right now. Like, it, and and even even if it would, I'm not. I'm sure that it won't take much for even myself if I had to to go hunt. But even then, I still, I I think I'd rather figure another way into this and try to eat other things rather than hunting. Like, I'd probably almost die of hunger before having to kill an animal because i don't really think or or try to move to a different location where there's more (laughs) food yeah yeah i notice it seems like that's a really tricky thing is how we have been separated from these areas where fresh you know food is growing year-round abundantly and that's Mm kind of why it seems like all of us have kind of this nomadic or gypsy kind of uh uh, you know, strand within us where we kind of want to keep things moving. Yeah. We don't, you know, we stay where we stay put for the most part. Yeah, for sure. Oh, I, I think it'll, it'll change. Like it's going to take some time, but I feel like eventually most of the world is going to be vegan. Like there's, it just, yeah, there's the movement is so big now and it's, and it's growing, it's growing so much that I just can't see it stopping. Why would it stop? Like it, it's such a passionate like thing, you know, and everybody's so passionate about it that we're not just going to give that up and people are, are seeing it. People are jumping on board. Maybe not everybody is going to be an activist, but it doesn't matter as long as people are stopping, you know, or, or not uh, contributing to, to the murder of animals, yeah. you know, it's just going to take time and then the tables are going to turn eventually. 
And it, everything that's there, with everything that's accessible, people want burgers, people want hot dogs and pizza and lasagna and tacos and nachos and all the funk, right? Not the health food. People always want that. So what's cool is there's there's becoming products to fill every, you know, uh, niche or sweet tooth, savory tooth, whatever we have, you know. And But what's interesting with how the raw mindset goes is you think this is the most natural way. So, you know, instead of, instead of living in society and being subjected to um, the cravings and the ability to, um, you know, fulfill these cravings at literally within two minutes, you could drive somewhere and, and dose out on, you know, some hardcore dopamine hits of, you know, whatever, go to Tim Hortons or whatever. Right. Yeah. So the raw food lifestyle just, yeah, it makes sense to me as well that it's just, it's not like we're, you know, thinking to ourselves, we're better than everybody out there, but it just makes perfect sense. If you want to be as healthy as you can put the right fuel into your system and that being fresh, ripe, fresh, you know, fresh, ripe fruits and vegetables. (laughs) Oh, for sure. Uh, and totally like if I feel like yeah like I I definitely go for like just fruit fruits even like I see some people are just even more fruits than vegetables rather than than kind of half and half Um, yeah I just it can be hard where you're at that's the only problem with you know you can't find good ripe fruit and, and stuff like that but I feel like it's not hard like really i think you had mentioned this somewhere else i can't remember but i thought of this a long time ago that if we would just take the money that we spend that the government spends on you know subsidies and and for animal farms and stuff and you know we would invest in big greenhouses like we could easily build big greenhouses everywhere and you know greenhouses are built nowadays to withstand weather, snow, all sorts of things where you can grow year round. Like we, we're not that stupid. We're humans. We're pretty smart. We're advanced in technology. Turn some of these vacant, you know, big box stores into some indoor hydroponic grow, grow ops. You know, you yeah, totally. Mangoes, your avocados, your lettuce in like an old abandoned Walmart, you know, or closed down Walmart, because I know in America, man, we, we have empty big box stores like that, that are popping up here and there. Oh yeah. No, you could totally do that. Cause we obviously have the technology to have some sort of uh, climate control in the greenhouses. And if you're using a, even a bigger building, like a store, it's even, you know, it's insulated even more and, we, I'm sure we have the technology to control the climate in whatever we want. So we could pretty much grow anything anywhere, really. 100%. I love it, Richard. Well, this has been a good talk, man. Definitely. It's, uh, I'm glad to, you know, have met you online. And totally. if other people wanted to see you and check you out, like, how do they find you? Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm on Instagram. That's pretty much uh, what I use the most often. Um, yeah. Just all about 
Good. Okay. And uh, yeah, and of course I'm on Facebook too, but that's just Richard Arsenault. I post everything um, directly from Instagram to Facebook, so it's pretty much the same. But other than that, yeah, that's just uh, my Instagram. And uh, yeah, I also started a podcast that I'm going to be interviewing you just after here. And, uh, Love it. Um, all about feeling good podcast the same same place you can find uh this podcast on itunes and yeah uh, stitcher and google play and spotify uh, where, wherever they play podcasts really one more question for you yeah how what kind of advice would you give to someone that um that works around say other you know, not even just other men, but, you know, we're a couple of dudes having this podcast. You have a job, you're in, you know, uh, an outdoor workforce. Um, but of course, that doesn't have to just go to that. You know, we're around people that don't think or eat the way we do. How do you deal with those people? And, uh, and, and what, you know, I shouldn't say deal with those people, but how do you, you know, uh, you know, articulate your words and who you are around individuals who just don't understand what you're doing or why you're doing it? Yeah. Yeah. So I guess I was going to mention that earlier, but it's kind of like when I first went vegan, I was, of course, a little bit uh, angry and like upset about, you know, and that sudden mind change and mindset and stuff was just like, how are we doing this? Like, you know, and, and I, I tended to, you know, comment on a lot of things and, and, and sound, you know, kind of angry or, you know, you would say things that would bring up a defense wall for other people, you know, and they felt attacked and, and stuff. But through time, I noticed after following some people here and there and just, you know, seeing how that went was just maybe not the best uh, technique or best way of doing it. You want to try to, um, you want to try to have everybody on board and not push anybody back. Yeah. I mean, some some ways of activism and, and ways of talking or explaining to people can be can be all right, but there's a lot out there that will that might attract some people, but would also push other people away. So I basically just um, I, I'm I try to make the subject come up where I can speak about it. I don't want to. You know, I'm not going to jump in and be like, hey, I'm vegan and this and that, you know, but usually the subject comes up and I just, you know, I try to talk to them, ask them questions and basically tell them what I do and just um, show them like show them light and, uh, you know, light and colors in the world and not not try to go into you know, why they should do this or why that, you know, just kind of explain basically what I do. And it, it seems like it doesn't push anybody back or anything, you know, and they, they seem a little bit more interested and curious and then maybe come back and ask questions later. But, um, not so yeah. What's that? I said then, yeah, because they're not so on the defensive side. They're not like trying to defend themselves. Yeah, totally. Yeah, like I've I've definitely changed the way I speak to people and um, maybe what I post or or stuff like that because I want to try to 
get everybody on board. I don't want to do anything that's going to push some people away, you know? So I try to, yeah, I just try to speak positively and, and just, you know, maybe ask simple questions that'll make them think. But uh, yeah, some people that are, that just don't get it and that are just set in their ways. Um, I just kind of don't say too much to them because then there's, I'm just kind of wasting my time and energy on it and and they'll notice if I don't go ahead and keep you know not arguing or discussing about it I just you know it it makes them think a little bit more if you just kind of cut it off there rather than going into discussions and arguments when you know uh, it's not really going to go anywhere but good I love it so any advice for for people listening in yeah, man. Uh, just, yeah, just learn as much as you can, basically. Watch watch all the documentaries. Some of them won't be uh, maybe for you. Um, there might be a little bit too much and you don't, you know, you'll feel attacked by watching it. But just, just watch a wide variety. Look up uh, vegan doctors. Just try to find as much information as you can on it. Um, learn as much as you can about veganism and raw vegan and yeah just uh start incorporating more whole foods in your in your diet and eventually you'll get there it's just a matter of time uh, don't feel any pressure because some people take five years some people go um, overnight so yeah but basically the main thing is is learn as much as you can yeah and um just do do some research and i feel like you'll you'll find enough out there that that should um i guess i would say that convince you that it does make sense and it it should be something that we take action on yeah with that open heart it should flip the switch huh totally for sure yeah open mind open heart yeah excellent richard i love it brother Well, this has been fun, man. We'll have to do more. Totally. Awesome. All right, brother. Well, until next time, we'll talk to you soon. All right. Peace out. Have a good one, man. You too, brother. Hey. Yep.